morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. And uh, the phones have been active this morning. Uh, we've got gold and silver uh, popping this morning. The Dow, yes, I told you yesterday I was going to be down a 1,000 points. I was wrong. It's down 1,150 points. Uh, doubt again today. Just give me, get ready to keep hearing it. Down, down, down as inflation eats away at companies' profits. The economy is slowing. Uh, we've been continually, listen, I've been telling you exactly what's going to happen. Uh, but, but you got to be ready for it. Uh, this is a big day. Uh, especially in the gold markets, uh, cl- we want to close above 1830 right now. Gold's 1845, uh, up almost $30 today. So it looks like we're going to do that. Uh, and that's going to set us up again, uh, to go higher once again. Silver's having a strong day as well. Silver, not quite where I want it to be. I want to see silver close above 22. Right now, though, silver, uh, 2190. Uh, we had economic data out today. We had jobless claims out today. Existing home sales out today. And Jason, I'm going to tell you this. We've been wondering about housing. I, 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 I've been hesitant to say I think we're going to have a significant housing pullback. Today, I've changed my mind. I think housing is going to have an absolute significant pullback. Uh, it, it, I don't think there's going to be a ton of houses to buy because nobody can move. The problem is you're going to have to lower your price if you want to actually sell it. And that's going to be uh, a pattern I think we're going to see here because sales are absolutely collapsing right now. Hedge funds that bought entire neighborhoods are starting to panic as housing market crashes seem imminent. This is one of the things I watched yesterday, Joe. It's right on the – this guy just went right into, hey, what, what are the big buyers doing? He's like, they want to keep on buying these neighborhoods, but, you know, they do have investors. You know, BlackRock and Vanguard and these big companies, if, they're, if, if the big players that support them want to pull out of housing, boy, Joe, it could be, it could be really bad. Well, and here's the thing. Remember, and, and I said this, and I've been telling you, a couple of different things about rising yields. Number one, by the way, interest on the debt. And you think about it, we're not even at 3% yet. Interest on the debt hit an all-time record in April. And every time those interest rates goes goes up a point, we're talking hundreds of billions of dollars added to it. But here's the other side. Why was, think about it for a minute, why was BlackRock and all these other big companies, why were they buying all these houses? And the answer was simple. Go back a couple of years. The 10-year note was yielding like half of a percent. They're like, wait a minute, we could buy these houses, put a little money into them, and make 5 or 6 or 7%. That was a great business model, better than buying a treasury. Well, now as these yields rise, where are the, and, and think about this, wait, yields are rising, now prices are starting to fall. If rents start falling, all of a sudden, do these guys start saying, you know what? Hey, let's not buy anymore. They may not sell any. I don't know. 
But let's not buy anymore because guess what? Now all of a sudden, after we fix it up and we got to pay the management company, we got to deal with people not paying and we got to fix the roof and the water heater and this and that. Hey, buying a 10 year note, and let's just say the 10 year note, maybe we get 4 or 5%. That certainly seems like, well, hey, you know what? I'd rather take that because guess what? I don't have to worry about someone not paying. I don't have to worry about a flood. I don't have to worry about fires. I don't have to worry about roofs or air conditioners. I don't have to worry about anything. And and I think that is going to be the tipping point for the housing market. Well, Joe, uh, you know, when the Ukraine war started, what did we stop talking about? What did everyone, you know, the, when it comes to economic news, we stopped talking about Evergrande in China. Now, if, if you don't think that a, a lot of the money inside of BlackRock and Vanguard and, and uh, State Street, if you don't think a lot of that's coming from foreign countries, then you're, you're kind of foolish. And so, hey, if, if you're dumping properties in China, at, at some point you're going to dump properties that you own all over the world, including America, Joe, that these big companies start dumping houses, Joe. Uh, you could see you could see housing prices you know, crash 25 to 50% really quickly. Yeah, and already uh, we're seeing the, the number of houses, existing home sales, down again the months before. This is an April number. Uh, April sales are supposed to be picking up March, April, May. Right, That's the, the heart of, of buying season, if you will. Uh, and they went back and said, hey, by the way, March wasn't as good as we thought. February wasn't as good as they thought. The numbers keep driving. Uh, First-time home buyers now, uh, barely over 25% of the market. That's way below historical averages. By the way, home prices uh, and mortgage rates were sharply higher. The, the, the home price, believe it or not, this may be the peak. We'll see. 391. 391,000 was the median home price. That's not, now that's not the average price. So the average price was probably higher than that. Uh, the median price, you take the highest sold, home sold in the country, the lowest one in the country, and you meet in the middle. 391. By the way, that's only up 14.8% year over year. So that number is starting to come down. Remember, that number was, uh, up in the 20s. Cash sales. Yeah, that represented more than 25% of the entire market. Uh, kind of tells you, though, that that's those investor guys. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what's ailing the housing market. Jobless claims. Keep going higher, just like I told you they would. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason here, uh, and again, I've been telling you all along. There's no soft landing here. That's not happening. The economy's been slowing. I've been telling you it's been slowing. This isn't going to be one of these. Oh, it's a mild recession. No, doesn't work that way. This is going to be. Something where, you know, we'll, we'll use the financial crisis as our guide because that's the most recent, right? Uh, not very many people still alive uh, when the Great Depression was happening. So that that's not relevant, right? We, we only know what we read uh, or we're taught in, in the history books, which really isn't actually the history, but neither here nor there. The financial crisis, you know, we'll talk about, I guess, the housing Collapse. Remember the subprime problem? 
and then of course they collapsed financially. They they were able to save it with all of this spending. Just look at the Fed's balance sheet. Let me give you a good example. It was about seven hundred billion dollars in two thousand and seven. It's nine trillion now. The money supply was it was roughly about what 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 was it, Jason? About four trillion dollars. Yeah. It's now almost twenty trillion. Right? So so they saved it through massive debt and this doesn't count all the underhanded stuff the Fed was doing that they didn't tell us about, right? Propping up all this stuff. This time around, think about what they're trying to do, right? They're trying. Hey, we're trying to to get rid of all that money we created. You know, we're trying to 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 to, to lower that significantly. This is going to be this is stagflation. This is going to be a depression with inflation because at the end of the day, Jason. The, the Federal Reserve is stuck. I mean, they could go back to zero, which I think they're going to. We're going to go back to zero. The problem is uh, all that pumping they were doing uh, is, is no longer going to be viable. Yeah, Joe. I, I mean, and, and talk about houses. I mean, I, I'm looking at CNBC, for example, talking about how applications, you know, to, to get a mortgage are up 2% recently this last month. But, uh, but the, the arm loans applications are actually that's not true at all. Well, a- applications. Even if we pretend now, they were up two percent from April to May. Well, let's pretend. But, let's just pretend that they're right just for a moment. It's these arm loans are exploding. These adjustable rate mortgages, just like two thousand, the early two thousands, Joe. These are these the, the people that are trying to try, they're so trying so hard to get people into these expensive homes that now we got the adjustable rate mortgage, right, Joe? Yeah, you're going too fast for me, Jason. Let, let us get there, right? So let's look at these cash sales. Let us get there. Cash sales. I just told you, hey, 26% of the market, that sounds excessive. It's actually down, right? Who are the cash buyers? They're the investors. So slowly, you got to remember, this is an April number. The investors are leaving. To Jason's point, to Jason's point, they're talking about the increasing numbers of buyers trying to opt for this five-year adjustable rate mortgage because they can't fit in. And, and this is one of those things that really is starting to worry me because if the cash buyers go keep falling, let's just say cash buyers go back to a historical average, which is about just under 20%. That's a big problem. And now all of a sudden, remember what killed the house, part of what killed the housing market the last time was these adjustable rate arms. Uh, and again, I think inflation is going to be so high. I don't you know. I, I, and I said it. I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take it back. Can the Fed go back to zero? I don't know if they can, if inflation's still 10%. I don't think so either, Joe. I think they may just give up the fight, right? Hey, we're not going to keep raising rates because we're already in the we're already going to be in a recession, and they're going to say to try to avoid a depression. I, I think it's it's really unavoidable. You know the the number uh, of homes for sale have climbed ten percent. 
Now, granted, it's still low, but it's climbing, right? So that just means, hey, guess what? They're not going as fast. By the way, sales dropped. And this is the one that got my attention. They dropped in the south and the west. When you look at housing in this country, it's led by the south and the west. Why people want to live in warm places, right? And, and so to see that happen, Jason, uh, I think it's really indicative of, of a slow. And remember what the home builder said yesterday. Hey, we are slowing the pace of the houses we're building, and some of them are already saying, you know what? The way we might be talking layoffs here in the next 30 to 60 days in the housing market. I think that's how slow it's getting, Jason. And, Joe, it's not necessarily about the home buyer when it comes to uh, the game of getting people signed up for homes they can't afford them. It's, it has, I think, a lot to do with the competition of the banking market. I mean, if you're a middle-sized bank, don't you want to be the next J.P. Morgan or the next Wells Fargo? You want to, you want to, you want to climb that ladder. So it's kind of a game of hot potato, and I, I think they're selling these arms and these bad loans, and I think the arms are being sold this way, Joe. Hey, hey, we got, we have history to look at. You know, hey, when things really get blown up, they're going to drop the rates back to zero, and then all these the, these people, they're going to survive those arm loans, and then the rates are going to go down, and think about how happy they're going to be about the loan you gave them. But you're right, Joe, if the inflation keeps going, they're going to keep raising the rates, at least for a while, and they're, they're going to shake out a lot of small banks that are going to leverage themselves too heavily, Joe. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know that they can. Uh, this is slowing down much faster uh, than they want to be. Wall Street is sending you a very clear message. Uh, the retailers have just been getting absolutely hammered uh, because even with the raising of the prices that they've done, it hasn't been enough in the downgrades. I, I so I, This is going back. This is reminding me of the market in 07 and 08 where every day there's 10 or 20 big companies being downgraded and it's not like hey hey we're downgrading them 5% you know and, and all that means is is a company says hey the price target for and let's just say target right price target was 100 well we're now saying the new target Right, they're not saying ninety-five or nine. No, they're going. Hey, new target sixty. Right, uh, Cisco Systems. Uh, they're a big tech company. They're the ones that that uh, have all the components that go into all these servers and all this data collection. Which you would think is hey, that, that's one place that's booming. It's there. Disastrous earnings this morning, uh, and more and more downgrades in these markets. And then the Wall Street Journal this morning. You know, that, that uh, far right-wing publication. Subprime borrowers, once again, missing loan payments. And they're saying that consumers with low credit scores, falling behind payments on car loans, personal loans, credit cards, right? And this is the start of it all, Jason. And we're now seeing, all of a sudden, a big, big jump. And these people, you know, the most vulnerable, right, the people at the lowest end, hey, you know what, I can either put gas in my car or I can make the gas payment or the car payment. I can't do both. 
Yeah, Joe, it's, it's interesting when you talk about China's lockdown uh, probably coming to an end soon, and when that happens, uh, the gas prices go up even further. And it almost, you know, kind of quasi-lockdown in America because how many people are going to travel around when, when gas is $6.5 a gallon? Uh, you're almost making a COVID lockdown without the COVID being here. Without the COVID, delinquencies on subprime car loans and leases hit an all-time record high. Think about that. Going back, and by the way, Equifax says that we started tracking this in 2007, and guess what? It's worse now than it was then. And again, this is just the start. Uh, all of these signs, and I keep bringing them out to you day after day after day so you can get ready, so you can prepare. Listen, we got a gift of that gold sell-off, you know, the dollar. Oh, look how strong the dollar is. We're, we're raising rates and we're going to talk tough. And don't worry, look how strong the consumer is. The consumer's not strong. Layoffs on the rise. Home sales on decline. People missing payments. Not only are they rising, according to Equifax, they're rising at a significantly elevated pace from what they would deem to be normal. And Jason, this is just, you know, all of these signs added up together. You guys know what's going to happen. Listen, we're going to raise rates until the recession starts, and then I don't think they're going to have the ability necessarily to go back to zero. I think they're just going to give up the fight, though, Jason, right? I don't think they're just going to stop raising. Yeah, I agree with that, Joe, and this gold's going $30 up now. Uh, congrats to the guys about those $10 liberties yesterday. I know that we didn't get as many buyers as I wish we had, but I don't know what our special is today, Joe. We didn't talk about it before the show, but... You, you got to get in when things are, uh, you know, here's the thing. I heard one guy say, Joe, well, stocks are going down and cryptos are going down and I'm worried about housing going down and you know, I see gold going down. Well, I'm just going to hold on to my money. And I was like, why would you do that? When like in December of 20 versus now, you probably lost 30% of your purchasing power. Why would you do such a thing? You're, you're losing on your dollars, at least if you put it into something that is solid and and hedges with inflation i mean gold's up from last year Gold went down give me a break gold went down for two weeks yep it's hardly nothing give it a rest already right you know it's the only thing up for the year i mean uh think about it for a minute uh and again Bo, but this is what people it's part of the new media thing all they think about is what happened over the last week or two right and and that's a hard way to do it i'm telling you where where we're headed and it's not good. Uh, you know what? The Philly, Philadelphia Manufacturing Index uh, employment was at 41. It's now at 25, right? Things, things of that nature, when you see those things, uh, it really starts looking pretty dismal. Out, the outlook for the next six months fell all the way down to a two. Uh, the, the, and, and these are things uh, that that the manufacturers said. Hey, listen, uh oh, yeah, all those jobs we said we needed, yeah, we don't need them. And uh, what do I think about the rest of the year? Yeah, don't think it's looking so good. And this is very commonplace. This is what we're seeing uh, pretty much across the board. And again, once again, 
We lived in this two-week fantasy where Jay Powell, they raised rates half a point, said, don't worry, Dad, we're not, we're not doing three quarters, and, and we think there's a path. Yeah, there's a path to a soft landing, right? And, of course, all the paper guys, oh, yeah, <laughs> right? They get all excited. And then all of a sudden, and what did I say last week? I can't wait till this is over so we can get back to focusing on the actual economic data. And when you do that, when you actually focus on the economic data, it tells you to do one thing, buy gold. That's what it tells you to do. I think some of that sell-off yesterday, I'm thinking some of those guys might have uh, put it in that that, uh, that gold, Joe, because <laughs> I mean, it's a very strong day for gold, and the markets are still weak. I mean, the, the S&P is now pushing below 3,900, so it's uh, – yeah, they're uh, like we said. We ended the show yesterday. Uh, it starts slow, and then and suddenly all at once, right? Well, and again, like I said, uh, it's the the economic data uh, that is really driving the markets today. Uh, jobless claims, another high here. This is I don't know what fifth or sixth week in a row. I mean, they're still low. It's still only around two twenty. But, man, it's starting to jump 20,000, 15,000 week after week after week. Pacer Radio News Hour, halftime. Come back if you can take it. 800-951-0592. Pacer Radio News Hour. Gold's up 32, uh, 1847, almost 1848. <coughs> Excuse me, choking again. I don't get an old sock. Can't even talk and breathe at the same time. Uh, silver up about forty cents here, twenty-one ninety-three. Jason, as uh, once again the economic data not good, jobless claims rising, but <coughs> margin pressure. Cisco Systems, you know, Target was down twenty-five percent yesterday. Today, Cisco down twenty percent. The day before that, Walmart down ten percent. These are how big. The misses are on the bottom line for these companies, right, Joe? And uh, you know the, the way the stock market works is uh, it's, it's you know it's supposed to be uh, it's supposed to show how, how the the actual companies that are in there are, are performing. If you have one company that has bad performance, it's supposed to go down. When you have a company that's doing really well, its stock goes up. But uh, it, when when you have a situation with a central bank and a fake debt money system, you can you can manipulate this thing, and we've. We've seen this manipulation go on and on and on, and, and they didn't fix it after the housing crash show. They made it worse, and this is the—I uh, guess this is the reward for uh, uh, too big to fail. I guess, right? Yeah, and I, I, I want people to understand: the financial crisis is the good measuring stick. They didn't fix it. Matter of fact, they set it up to punish us. And I wish people would tell the truth so you would know. The central bank is not our friend. It's never been our friend. They pretend. They love pretending. And, and doesn't the mainstream media, you know, the, the debt pushers, don't they love to pretend about how, oh, you know, the, the, the Fed is trying to help us? No, they're not. No, they're not. They're trying to help their system. And so what did they do? They changed the rules to punish us even more the next time. Just understand this. The next time, which is what's coming next before we get the digital currency, 
Because all this they did, instead of fixing it and facing the pain and letting these banks go under, they blew the bubble even bigger. Think about what they've done from 07 to today. Right? Balance sheet. Not even a trillion dollars. Nine trillion. What was the debt in 07? Ten trillion? Something like that? We're now, what, 31 trillion-ish, give or take? And now we have this massive inflation where they allegedly need to, I mean, we need Paul Volcker again. Everybody out there listening, you know, wait a minute, if we do that, everything's done, it's over. The bubble collapses. And this time, you're going to be left holding the bag. And if you have uh, at least some of those resources into the gold and silver physically, not paper gold, not paper silver, you physically hold it yourself, that part of your wealth is going to be, not only is it going to be protected, uh, it, it is definitely going to be worth a whole lot more uh, than, than what your paper investments are worth. $20 gold today, twenty-one fifty. And listen, that was when gold was up like 15 bucks this morning. So it's going to be higher than that uh, in the uh, tomorrow. Brittany just told me this is it. The, this is the final call on those half-dollar rules. Listen, this is a $30 savings on half-dollar rules at 240 bucks. So on the silver side, the best buy, those half-dollars at 240 On the gold side, uh, $20 gold. At at twenty one fifty, it was a big technical big technical day for gold uh, above the I guess the resistance level, if you will, uh, which now is setting gold up uh, to continue the rally and and ma- make those moves as Wall Street not only does it continue to crumble, there's something else is happening in the bond market. We haven't really talked about it. Do you know the ten year note? Is yielding down to 2.8. Right now we have the 5-year and the 10-year yielding the same. We're all, Jason, we're getting ready to start talking about the bond yield curve inverting again, uh, which again, when it does that, right, when that happens, that means the bond market is saying we see recession coming. And remember, we had it before Jay Powell. Oh, they wanted to believe all his lies. And, and it went away. Now it's back again, Jason. And we're probably already, we're in a recession already. We just don't have that official number. That'll be what, July, I guess we'll get that, Joe, and we'll, we'll see the, uh, the official definition of Well, yeah, I think Q2 will get a, enough of a bounce that it won't be negative so we can say that we avoided it. Uh, but uh, like Goldman did a Goldman Sachs saying all of a sudden a huge spike in the consumer credit data maxing out of credit cards they're saying that goldman says this is going to lead to a a a credit fueled uh problem where all of the purchases have been put on the plastic and that we are going to have a spending collapse in the second half of 2022 as the credit cards get maxed out jason and we're starting to see it right the weakest the subprime, the people with the worst credit, Wall Street Journal saying, holy smokes, uh, the people that stopped paying their auto lo- automobile payments and their credit card payments spike significantly. 
Yeah, well, I guess we'll have to see. You're probably going to be right, Joe. Uh, but I mean, they weren't expecting a down quarter for the first quarter. So I mean, could the, could the information True. be wrong? And again, some of it is, and I'm being optimistic. It's it, some of it has to do with just the numbers on how things get counted and stuff. You know, again, they manipulate everything so much. Uh, but e- even having said that, it's not like we're going to come out, oh, we got 5% GDP growth or 3%. I mean, I- if we stay above it, it's going to be by a little bit, and mostly because inflation was so strong. And again, I want to reiterate the retail coals today, another disaster. The retailers are saying, listen, I know you're saying 85 or 8.3%. That's garbage. It's so much worse than that. Most of these companies, most of them, are meeting the revenue targets. And their stock's getting crushed by 20 and 30% because, hey, guess what? The margins are gone, right? We, we, we're not making the money we thought we were going to make, and all of Wall Street is having to readjust to that. And the problem was they only got there because of credit cards. When the credit cards are maxed out, the sales... Now, the the problem is, and what Goldman's saying is, hey, guess what? In the second half, we think sales are going to go down, and the margins are still going to be down, and it would be that double win. It's a radio news hour. Get that gold and silver put away. 800-951-0592. Jason and I are coming right back. Oh, boy. Uh, here's in Sri Lanka which has been ravaged by riots and no fuel, is now urging its citizens not to wait in line for fuel any longer. Uh, Sri Lanka said that it was down to its last days of fuel, saying they no longer had money to buy fuel and to buy crucial imports and are unable, uh, they missed their debt payment in April. This morning, that debt payment went into default. So the 30-day grace period ended yesterday. Uh, Sri Lanka was unable to make that debt payment and says they're unable to even buy fuel Jason, this is the start. And, and again, remember, the Biden administration yesterday said, hey, you know what? We're done allowing Russia to make their debt payments. Uh, their next debt payment is due on the 26th. Uh, this could really, really start roiling these markets here because as these these lower-tiered countries, these third-world countries, Sri Lanka's just the first a lot of these countries, Jason, are not going to be able to service those debt payments uh, because they don't have the money. Sri Lanka is starting to have uh, food riots, uh, and there's a handful of countries that are having food riots currently. Not 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 going to happen. They're starting. So Sri Sri Lanka not only it's funny how the fuel shortages turn into the uh, the food riots, Joe. And uh, and it, Yemen's good. Yemen's a really good example. They've been uh, blockaded by uh, Saudi Arabia for years now. Uh, no fuel in the country, and and they're starving people in that country, and so no fuel, no food. So you know, Joe, we'll have to 
have to dig in a little deeper and make sure I can get that list of those countries. And, you know, there's videos. You can, you can go on YouTube and you can look at the videos of people just smashing through stores and stealing everything in there. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing, and what, you're like, well, what do you want me to take out of that, Sri Lanka? Why should I care about Sri Lanka? And, and the, 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 the real issue is the debt bubbles are starting to burst, whether it's here in America with the subprime and the lower credit scores. Uh, you know, you look at, at these third world countries the same way. They're the subprime, uh, if you will, of the world. And now all of a sudden, hey, we've got the first default, the first of many, uh, and, and, and it's that perfect storm. Hey, the banks, well, we own a piece of Sri Lankan debt. We own Yemen debt. We own, uh, uh, whether, you know, Argentine debt or Peru debt. And, and we also own subprime auto loan debt, lease loan debt, automobile debt. Uh, we own housing debt, right? All of a sudden, uh, all of this debt stops getting paid and, and it's a big problem. And, and that's what's happening. Uh, we're starting, and again, it's just all of these signs. They want to pretend that it's not, but the realities are, and I say this to people a lot lately, lately trust your instincts. We got uh, a NASDAQ that's down 30%. The S&P's down 20%. Uh, the Dow Jones is down 17% to start the year. You know, I'm sorry, you know, gold, Okay, it's only up 2% today, but gold's been up 10 12% all year long. It's going to continue to well exceed and outperform uh, what's happening uh, in, the, in the paper world. And all of these indicators are telling us. These are things that they let us know ahead of time. Trouble is coming. Uh, I don't know that the Federal Reserve even gets to 2% before they're forced to lock on the brakes. Uh, but I just don't think they can go back to zero. And the problem is the expansion of their balance sheet, which is all stuff I thought was going to happen. Ah, they're going to go back to zero. The balance sheet's going to go even. I don't think that's an option because inflation's going to be so high. They're, they're, it's just going to be this vicious cycle, Jason. Yeah, hold on tight if you get an adjustable rate mortgage for the next, the rest of 2022, Joe. Yeah, you get in there, it's like, yeah, the, the guy told me that uh, you know, it's going to go back to zero and we'll be good, right? Uh, and Joe, that it's it a can be painful. That's a, that is a scary thing. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Median uh, rent? Did you see this? Median there, rent might go over. The, one, of, one of the problems with the adjustable rate, and I want to throw this out there as well, because but let's just say I'm wrong, and you know what? They're that dumb. We'll go back to zero. If the house loses value, right, you're not going to be able to refi. If a house, let's just say you bought a house for five hundred grand, and and you know you didn't put a lot down, you got an adjustable rate mortgage. You know we had a mortgage broker on yesterday said, hey, you can buy a house. You know there's programs out there that let you do it for about five percent down. You know, and if you're doing adjustable rate, you're you're trying to save that money. Well, all of a sudden, if that five hundred thousand house is only four hundred thousand or three seventy five. You're not going to be able to refinance. They're really like, no, oh, no, we're not going to refinance it. So the, it's a dangerous thing. I don't like that we're seeing that uh, because that you again. I just look at that as another sign that we got trouble ahead, Jason. Yeah, if you do get an adjustable rate mortgage, make sure you get a nice low floor for if you can survive out the back of this thing. If, if there is a chance that the 
at some point they go back to zero, then you, here's the thing, Joe, you get the adjustable rate mortgage, but if you sign a bad one, your floor might be three or 4%. <laughs> so it won't allow you to go down very far, you know? So it's, it's, we'll it's, have to wait and see how all of that, all of that works out. Uh, hey, here, here, you want a little truth? Uh, with Esther George, she is, uh, the, I want to say the Kansas City Federal Reserve head. Yeah. Kansas City Federal Reserve head. She said that the central bank is watching stocks. And paying attention as to what they're going to do with interest rates. What do stocks have to do with interest rates? Nothing. Right? They don't want to watch the inflation because guess what? Inflation's telling them, you guys are way behind the curve. The stock market's saying, my gosh, we can't take very much more of it. Get ready. I think it's all going to happen. Page of Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. Uh, gold is up 27, 1843, 1844. Uh, silver's up 33 cents here, 21.86. Uh, by the way, uh, crude oil was down yesterday, higher today. Uh, the Dow is down again. It's off its lows right now, but still down another hundred points. Uh, $20 gold, $21.50. The last day on silver, half dollars at $240. Now, I hope this next article, man, I hope. This is just a company wanting to be way over prepared. Uh, the gas station chain 76, you know, the one, the big orange globe, the 76 sign. They said they announced yesterday that they are re, they are in the process of reprogramming all of their gas pumps to accommodate a $10 a gallon fuel price, Jason. <laughs> I think they're doing that for a specific reason, Joe. I mean, we're not that far away for diesel. You know, I mean, it seems like it's far, far away. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, California, a lot of California is already in the seven. Sevens, so. yep. <clears throat> so they're in the seven. I saw that. The uh, Was it, uh, oh, my gosh, the county. I saw, I saw the whole thing. The county uh, in California, there's 715 and 720 a gallon. It's <laughs> 10. There are no thanks. Everybody's right. leaving California for a reason. <laughs> who wants to be? Who wants to be the right. lead on that? On that? On that one? You know? Hey, we hey, we have the highest prices. We, yeah, it's coming your way. Look, it's highest here first. <laughs> so, uh oh. Yeah. Well, just like that. Now the Dow's back down two hundred. Man, it's moving uh, pretty quickly here. It's very erratic. Again, it's been up and down all day. It's been really moving up and down. It's who knows yeah, where it ends the, up. The, the, the bigger news of the day today, Cisco. Uh, horrible earnings in tech. Uh, Kohl's, uh, another terrible uh, retail number. And then jobless claims rising again, uh, now 220,000. And then uh, the home sales numbers, uh, w- once again, the big thing, first-time buyers disappearing, cash buyers s- slowing. Uh, and that's kind of the one I, I'm more focused on the cash buyer because the cash buyers, you know what they say? Hey, if I, I think I can wait and buy it for less six months from now, they're going to wait, Jason. Man, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Because they don't care about rates. I'm a cash buyer. I don't care, yeah, that's right. I don't care if rates are 3%, 5%, 8%. I'm buying well, cash. If I think I can buy this home for fifty or 100000 less three to six months from now, I'm, I'm going to wait. Right. Joe, and I, I was just looking at this thing. Median rents are expected to pass 2000 this summer. I mean, that's probably for apartments, I'm thinking, right? Holy cow. I remember renting an apartment for Rent 500 rents. bucks. Rents are so expensive here. I, I just, I, it's crazy. Uh, and what you get for it, uh, you know, it, it's less and less. And, of course, you know, uh, we've talked to death about the apartments and all these other things. Uh, but, but the cruel part is it's one thing when it was just rent. Gas. Insurance. Now your cell phones, right? You got new charges coming on your cell phone bill. Uh, car insurance. All the major insurers said we were raising rent, and they have to. They said, "Listen, cars are more expensive. We got to charge a lot more." Uh, everywhere you turn, uh, everything's just around. Oh, well, this is why. Look at what Goldman said. People are running out of money. Wall Street Journal. People are running out of money. Uh, it's going to be a tough second half of the year. 800 951